co-conspirators. My name is Mackenzie. And I'm Fatina. And this is Stranger Danger, a true crime podcast. Welcome to our first episode. Welcome, welcome. We want to thank all of our friends and family who yes. promised to listen. So, <laughs> And you better. <laughs> I hope you're listening to I this. I will hunt you down. <laughs> this is our thank you. Thank you for the support and encouragement, uh, letting us know that you are interested in what we plan to talk about, and we are ready to take on this journey. Yeah, honestly, you guys are so, you're so dope, because everything that we've done along the way, everybody's been super engaged, you guys have totally participated in all of the Instagram stuff, the Facebook stuff, everything like that. It's just been really cool to see you guys rally around us, so we love you and appreciate you all day long. One of the questions that I get asked, uh, well, that I've been getting asked a lot is how the heck you and I know each other. Well, how <laughs> so, long have we known each other? So I was thinking about that when I was driving over here today, and I started working with Kara. Um, for those of you who don't know, that is Fatina's wife. Um, I started working with Kara in 2013. So I have known Kara now wow. six years. Six years. That's math. So six, yes. six years. Uh, going on seven this spring. So her and I have been friends seven years and I don't remember how long into our friendship that you and I actually met. Well, <laughs> leading up to Karen and I's wedding, all I heard was Mackenzie this, Mackenzie that, and I don't think I really got to know you until we were well into wedding stuff. At least get to know you and talk to you and you know, yeah, and I was hanging out at the house and all that kind of stuff. Yes, Your guys so, first house that you lived in when I met you. So about two years, Kara had done some vetting for me and knew you were a cool person. So <laughs> the buffer. I mean, you were you were her maid of honor at the wedding. So. I was. I was Kara's maid of honor. So I was in Kara and Fatina's wedding, um, and you guys got married in twenty fifteen. Mm-hmm. Yep. The one thing that Kara and I did not bond over was true crime. And then that was the one thing that you and I really did bond over. So when creepy or weird Which is stuff a creepy happened, thing to say. Yeah. We bonded over so, crime. But when stuff like that would happen, it was always you and I having the conversation because Kara did not care no. or want to know. So that's the stuff that you and I... You and I would talk about behind the scenes. So here's a funny thing about true crime and about Carrie and I's relationship. Funny thing is that whenever I'm, you know, gone for a weekend or for work or this or that, she hates watching those TV shows with me. She absolutely hates it. And when I'm gone, her guilty pleasure is that she'll watch those shows and she'll feel like I'm there, which is funny. Oh my gosh, that's so funny. I didn't know that. Oh my, so she just like leaves snapped running in the background. Yes, that's exactly what she's told me. She's like, I'll just put snaps on and I'll just, you know... I feel like you're there with me. I'm oh, like, great. I, you, you think of me with murder. Very terrifying, but <laughs> cute, cute, cute. Love it. When we started talking about, I feel like there was one thing in particular. There's so many cases There's that we've There's so many gone, things that we've really bonded over. Yeah, I can't remember. I mean, I can't remember the first one that we've ever really gone into, but I know the big cases that we've definitely 
we're like, oh, I think I know more than you. And, you know, yeah. at, the, at the beginning, we're like, oh, I know this. Or you're like, I know that, too. And how about this, right. you know, this theory and this theory. So one Netflix of those would be, shows. Like Netflix shows, Making a Murderer. And the Staircase, where we the staircase. we're at odds over whether or not he actually did it. Yes. Yes. And for sure, those big cases like John Benet Ramsey yeah. and a lot of the ones that have been in the spotlight discuss those at length. And then when this started... This idea of us starting a podcast started rolling around our heads. Actually, we didn't even have to discuss it that much. I don't really feel like we did. I think we were both like, we could do this. And it was just like, yeah, yeah we're we're going to do the damn thing. And now here we are. I think from the moment that we thought, let's do a podcast, and that idea started. I don't think either day, one of us ever questioned that we were no. going to do it. No. So from the moment that idea was birthed in our heads to <laughs> right now, conception. I think <laughs> it's been no more than two months. Has it been even no. two months? Like a month? We went out. No, we... totally. It's been probably about two months. But yeah, it was like we're gonna do it, and then it was like we're buying the equipment, we're getting the licensing, we're getting everything done, and it just like I feel like once we. We're like, okay, I want to have our first episode out by this day. Then everything just steamrolled from there. Once we knew that we wanted our launch date to be as epic as it is, which is Halloween, Halloween. we said, well, we're, we've got a very limited time to get this rolling. And, I mean, the material is already out there. Yeah. It's stuff that we... We know and love. Spend my time researching <laughs> anyway, but now I have a reason to. Yeah, so. we went in balls to the wall. Before we roll into your case, though, because how we're going to be doing this, uh, just for all of you guys out there, is our idea is to alternate weeks. So Fatina is kicking us off, and she will be telling us all about her case. But before we jump into that, we do have something that is really close to home that we really want to address really quick. Owen Klinger, who recently went missing. Uh, he is a University of Portland student. He went missing two weeks ago. Yes, on um, October 6th. Yes, and as of yesterday, um, we've been kind of following this case because it is something that we wanted to cover. Fatina will kind of fill you in because she was part of the search party efforts over the weekend, but as of yesterday, they did pull his body out of the Willamette River, if I'm sites doing that correctly yeah so the Willamette River um in Portland which like I said is very close to Fatina and myself he was only 18 years old so we will be following this case and updating you guys a little bit more uh, as information comes out right now they are waiting on autopsy results but he was missing for two weeks when they found his body our condolences got to the family because they they rallied their troops. They gathered For a lot sure. of people. The city was helping them in so many ways. And I saw that firsthand. There's a lot of unknowns about how he went missing, or I guess when he went missing. A lot of theories about it. There's and... a lot of theories out there. So we're not going to speculate much on this today, only because there's unknowns like Mackenzie said, his body was found and the true crime buffs that we are, we need to know what the autopsy says. Yeah. 
Before his body was found is one thing. Yeah, because we can't really get ahead of ourselves and say what happened because we don't know at this point right now. It's just a missing person with a recovered body. We don't know if it's a homicide, suicide, anything like right. that. We will let the experts tell us and then go from there. But we will be providing you guys with updates as we find them out. Um, and then hopefully in the near future, we can cover it as a full shut and closed case. We will put in trigger warnings, but are we dealing with children? It does not deal with children. But it does deal with sexual assault? It does. Okay, trigger warnings, sexual assault will be involved, but not children. And um, animals. Oh, man, this is triggering such a memory for me, but I don't know what it is. All right, so tell tell the people what we're talking about today. So today, and again, sorry for the cussing, but sometimes there's just not um, other words that can be used to express such... Yeah, we're all adults here. Shitty stuff that, I mean, (laughs) it's, I mean, it's a fucked up case. That is the best way I can explain it. So this is the case that happened in Canada. His name is Luca Magnata, and I'll go into details about where in Canada, and what I want to start off with is that Luca Magnata, it doesn't sound like a very flashy name, but he was born as Eric Clinton Newman in Ontario in 1982, and he was the eldest of three, and he chose this new name for himself as he was a little bit older. Because he was trying to reinvent himself and trying to forget, quote-unquote, bad memories. Bad memories. Bad memories. So oh, his I parents... so bad for you. <laughs> yeah, these, they got worse. So his parents abandoned him and left him with his grandmother at the age of 10. So really early on, reportedly his grandma was very mean to him. He said that she treated him brutally. No details are known about what he meant about his grandma being brutal. I don't know if there was any, like, if they beat him as a child. But this was his interpretation of what happened. Correct. That was his quote on his grandma. So we're taking his word for it. I understand that, like, most of these people, when they they reflect on their childhood, things happen to them, right? But I also, like, we're dealing with people that lie and kill people. So, like, the... Bearers of truth? Not exactly. All right, anyway, go ahead. Okay. He was homeschooled by his grandmother, and he was told by his grandparents that the world was a dirty and dangerous place. He had a hard time growing up as a young bisexual man in the small town of Ontario. He felt like an outcast while attending high school. His classmates in high school say that he didn't act out, he didn't stand out. Some called him... Forgettable. <laughs> I'm sorry, the irony of that statement, they remembered him as forgettable. Yeah. <laughs> All right, I'm so, stressed. so at the age of 18, he started hearing voices due to his diagnosis of being a paranoid schizophrenic. This was inherited from his father, and by the time that he was 22, he was struggling with depression. In 2004, he befriended a 21 year old. And how old is he at the time? So, this was 2004, and he was born 82, so quick math, 1822. Okay, so that makes sense. Okay. But this 21-year-old girl that he met online has a mental capacity of being 12 years old. 
Oh, this is like Gypsy Rose. Okay. He used her credit card to rack up thousands in debt, I guess in her name, and he also reportedly sexually assaulted her and recorded the assaults. He recorded them? He recorded them. On what? I'm assuming video. Ew. Yeah. Okay. So. Did she report him? He was, he was processed for it. I'm jumping the gun. I'm sorry. But no, listen, he was not convicted of this. So my question is. Based on what? At 22 years old. Yeah. If he wasn't convicted of sexually assaulting someone, I think it was because he was legally an adult. Yeah, but that's, it's not like statutory rape. Like, come on, guys. But he was convicted of fraud charges. Oh, well then. Well, (laughs) my question is, like, would things be different if at the age of 22, he would have been convicted of sexual assault? Well, yeah, because, well, well, I can't say that for sure. I don't know. Right. I don't know if the outcome of this would have changed any, but it makes you think if someone's convicted of such a heinous crime... Would they change what they're doing, what their thought process is, you know, try to... Or just, like, to have... The fact that, like, he might have been in prison when whatever you're about to tell me happened. Right. Like, this could have been completely different. Yeah, because And I'm might... not saying the system messed up. Well, yes, but I'm not saying it's the system's fault that he went and did what he did. Yeah, because we don't really know what all happened there. But, okay. So... Once you're done with this podcast, Google his name, and his name is Luca, L-U-K-A, last name Magnata, M-A-G-N-O-T-T-A, only because the visual of him will make the rest of the story not make sense, but it would make a lot, a lot of little things make sense. Okay, let me look at a picture of him really quick. Oh. Uh. So... As you can tell by the picture, there's a lot of plastic surgery going on there and a lot of veinous going on. I mean, I support that, but <laughs> but I don't support killing people. Not only was his name the only thing that he changed, he took up escorting and doing pornographic films. That told, That is exactly what he looks like. His, yes. He looks like a, a in-sync wannabe backstreet boy hey (laughs) okay listen you crossed the line (laughs) cut that part i refuse to call him a porn star but that yeah he looks like that's what i'm a porn actor it not that he but he does look like he does porn also like it's very um if you guys look at the picture it's like he's hyper sexualizing his look yes yeah is he wearing makeup? You would tell. You would yeah, tell. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He totally has makeup. his eyebrows done. You can tell. Right. I mean, you could, I mean, no one's that flawless. Come on. So. Nah, girl. Uh, I woke up like Needless this. to say, he was really into himself. He reportedly made a couple of Wikipedia pages about himself. These have since been taken down, though. He made us on Wikipedia pages? Oh, oh, it gets so much better. I mean, I think at one point... And the actual number escapes me, but I think he made something like 41 different platform pages. And this is everything from Flickr, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. That's cute. He, he made a lot of pages about him, not about himself, but fans so that he could be followed and his pages and his pictures could be commented on. I love he when people to, think they're that relevant. He wanted, no, that's the thing. He wanted to make himself relevant. He wanted to walk into an audition and say, 
oh, look at me, I have all these followers and I have all these people commenting and giving me all this praise. I hate this guy already. Yeah. <laughs> um, a lot of people that knew him called him an attention whore. No. Yes. <laughs> you don't say. He loved it. He made a lot of fake profiles posing as his own fans. He... <sighs> I'm sorry, what? <laughs> This is, like, honestly, if this wasn't about to get as twisted as I think it's going to, this would be, this would be way funnier. He's literally his own fangirl. Yes. Looking like a Backstreet Boy. (laughs) So, he had his nose done. He had hair transplants. I don't know if he had a receding hairline or where these transplants were. I don't know if he just wanted to make it thicker or what it was, but um, he also got his pecs done. And he auditioned a lot for shows. One of the shows was called Plastic Makes Perfect. He did not get casted. He always got rejected at these castings. And at some point, he was just not getting the attention he wanted, you know, being let down time after time and not reaching your goals or getting, I guess, the attention that he wanted. He went on the internet and obviously he's prolific in this. He's making all these profiles and first of all, can keep track of all those. Right? Like, who has time? (laughs) I have a notebook with all my passwords in it. I'm assuming that's what he did, unless he used the same... That's also, like, 41 different emails to get track of. Anyway. Yeah, that's a lot. So, he dove into the world of serial killers and rapidly grew an unhealthy fixation on them. That's fast to a T, but okay. (laughs) He even created a rumor that he dated the Canadian serial killer, Carla Homoka. Yeah, I know. What? <laughs> I'm looking, looking at, at her like, <laughs> like really surprised and disgusted at the same time. Like what? Which everyone knew it wasn't true. Like why is that like your, your flex on people? <laughs> he even put together a tribute video. I don't know what, what he used to oh put this gosh, video together. Oh my gosh, you guys can see my face but right now. But it's really funny because it's, <laughs> Pictures of him by himself, pictures of Homoka, pictures of him, pictures of Homoka, and then one of the pictures that he put on there, and I'll have to look this up and show you at a later time, but one of the pictures that he put up, if you remember Homoka, she was a blonde lady, his mom was also blonde, and one of the pictures that he took with his mom, someone took it from really far away, he added it to this tribute with him and Homoka, trying to pass it off as... His mom was oh Homolka. <laughs> so people called him out Ew. on it. Ew. Yeah. So I don't know if he really thought that he was going to get away with that. Pass your mom off as your fake girlfriend, your mm, fake murder girlfriend. Fake serial killer girlfriend. <laughs> oh, this is too good. Yeah. This can't write itself, <laughs> folks. Eventually, he went on with the news reporter because they were asking him, like, oh my gosh, you dated Homolka. We want to hear about right. your time that you dated and, you know, what you know and all this stuff. And he was like, oh, no, I didn't make that video. It must have been a fan that put this together. Oh it wasn't me. So <laughs> It must have been one of my fake fan accounts. <laughs> one of the 41. Right after this, there is no going back. Right. Okay? So right at this point, he puts out a video. He already visits the website bestgore.com. Which is still up and running. Okay. If you have a stomach for it, go and visit it. Uh, Do I have the stomach for it? You tell me. 
Did you looked at it? I, I know you did. I, I definitely she went on. Always, I tell her like I'll literally text her and be like, I just saw the most disturbing, or I listened to the most disturbing thing. Save yourself. Don't look at it. And f- before like Fatina, I think even finishes reading my text message, she's pulling it up, looking at it. A lot of the times, that's why I don't respond to texts. I know. I've gone into the rabbit hole. I'm literally like. <laughs> Warning, do not touch. And Fatina's like, ooh, pretty colors. Beep. <laughs> okay, so this one, ooh, even I was stranged out by it. I was like, I, what is happening? What am I looking up? I have to clear my history after this. Seriously. So he, he posted a couple videos of killing and torturing animals. Of him killing and torturing animals? Yes. Oh, God, I hate people like this. He, okay, so he didn't have the balls to be on the video himself. Okay. He just showed what was happening to the animals. I At the this... hands of someone else or was just like... No, no, it was like if I was recording myself like almost body cam-ish or just oh selfie God. from the back. Like it, it was... Uh, I hate The production like value this. on this was terrible. Oh, my gosh. So I put asterisk, asterisk, asterisk here because I'm going to explain what was happening in those videos. If you really want to know, you can look it up. And but or, don't save but, yourself but the misery. Don't. Um, I'll give you the version that happened. That, give me that's the all spark you need to notes. Know. So, give, me, give me the spark notes. Okay, he puts kittens in a plastic bag, like a garbage bag. Baby kittens, little baby kittens. Puts them in a trash bag. Oh, oh I can't. Oh, God. Takes a vacuum. No, no, no. I don't want to know. I don't want to know. Oh, God. You're going to tell me anyway. I'm going to tell okay, you. Okay, go ahead. So, uh, uh. he vacuum uh. seals the kittens in the trash bag until they suffocate. So, this. Your reaction. My reaction. The whole uh. world's reaction. Okay, so the you, world... I'm sorry, but, like, you have to be some sick twisted and the world agrees so here's what literally the world did so people saw this right but he's too much of a coward to actually put his own face on the video so nobody knows who to be mad at exactly what a coward he's doing it for attention for likes for whatever for just the attention but do they know it's actually him no because are you really doing it for the attention though if you don't know it's who it is. Maybe deep down he knew it was bad, but wanted, I don't know. I don't know. I don't, I'm not a serial killer. So, or not, he's not a serial killer. And we're not psychologists, I guess. Well, you know what? I am calling a serial killer because it starts with kittens. He killed kittens. I know they're not human lives, but he killed more (laughs) lives after that. I'm calling him a serial killer. I'm calling him a serial killer because he killed cats. So, so this, so isn't there like, okay, serial killer triangle or whatever, triad, right? Like the things that make up a serial killer. So they have a high IQ, they wet oh, the bed. I don't know if he was smart or not. Or whatever. And then. But he wasn't a kid. Is he is a full fledged adult at this point. Yeah, you're right. He's like 22 at he, this point, right? At, at the very. Well, this was 18 months before he actually killed someone. And this was 2012. So how, how old does that make him? 18. I don't, I don't 30. know. It makes him 30. Ish. Let's just... Really? Asterisk ish. Yeah. Grow up. So, if someone is quoted saying this, I completely agree with this. Rule zero of the internet is don't mess with cats. (laughs) 
know. Is it cats, though? Like, I feel like puppies are... Okay, baby animals in general. <laughs> so... Day one of interneting. <laughs> this got a lot of strong reactions because it was baby kittens. It was completely uncalled for. They, I mean, you're killing an innocent little thing that could not fight you back. Like, what a little bitch do this to little baby kittens. So, a guy named Ryan Boyle, he went online, and within 24 hours of that video being posted, he formed a Facebook group. And over 4,000 people subscribed to the page. The page was called something like Stop the Baby Kitten Killer, and... The internet started knowing him as the vacuum kitten killer. I love the internet so much sometimes. (laughs) The vacuum kitten killer. I mean, straight to the point. Okay, we call it for what we seem to as. And then also the Animal Beta Project thought that this was just the beginning of someone building up to doing something a lot worse. So this is a society in Canada that's all for animals and not killing animals. It's kind of like our ASPCA. Yeah. They put on this full, like, digital force together that was trying to figure out, like, the IP print, the footprint. IP address. IP address and all that, trying to find yeah. this person. Because, again, his face was So it's kind of, like, anonymous. Yes. Like, the uh, cyber vigilantes type thing. Yes. Okay. I don't know exactly. They they just did some digging on the internet, and I don't know if he, they just found this from older posts that he had done or anything, but they eventually found pictures of Luca holding the kittens. Dun, dun, dun. Before the video was posted. And a couple days later, they got an email from a person saying, the person you are looking for is Luca Magnata. Born in Russia, lives in L.A., I'm 100% serious. So at this point, he had changed his name. Yes, he yeah. changed his name when he was like 18. Oh, okay. So To match his new cheekbones. <laughs> Luca sent this email. No, he did not. I'm telling you, he was doing this for attention. Oh, God, I hate him so much already. Okay. Albeit bad attention, but he mm. wanted attention. You moron. Okay. So, of course, the Animal Beta Project, they Googled him and they found this made-up world that he was living in because he kept they kept finding the profiles and different comments from all these His fans. 40 pages of fan and, pages. And I'll have to show you these pictures. There is a ton of pictures of him where he photoshopped his face yeah. and other people's pictures around the world saying he was traveling. And living this huge, flashy life. So what year are we in at this point? So that was 2000, uh, 2010, because in, two, in January 2011... So we're in the Facebook era at this point. Yes. Instagram's just being introduced, maybe. Maybe? Maybe. That's the year after I graduated <laughs> I'm, I'm high school. I'm bad at it right now. So. <laughs> yeah, I feel like Facebook was the thing. Instagram was either like just starting or coming. Maybe. I'll take that's your word for it. That's where I'm at. Yep. That's what I'm saying. Okay. Those pictures are funny because I've done a better job at cropping faces onto bodies on PowerPoint. So I am I'll like just looking at leave this right that now. There. And okay. So here's a little bit of timeline. So on Janu- in January 2011, a file was open 
by the OSPCA, which is the Ontario Society for Prevention of Cruelty to Animals. Okay. Which is Canada's version of RASPCA, right? Right. Okay. They knew that he was in Toronto, but they just couldn't find him. They just couldn't find his footprint on anything. Okay. Unfortunately, this wasn't at the top of the list for things that the Toronto police were willing to investigate. Yeah. Eight months go by. They haven't even brought him in for questioning at this point. Mm-hmm. On the alleged kitten killings. Okay. So after those eight months, people at the Animal Beta Project got an email saying, you might want to look at these links. It was two videos released in November and December. One of them was a kitten taped to the end of a broomstick and then drowned in a bathtub. Stop. Oh my god, okay. That video is still out there in the internet somewhere because I saw it. Not the whole act, but the baby kitten taped on the end of the broomstick. That was that was hard to see. The second video you can see clearly that it's a man with a Santa hat on. Reminder, this was released in December. They fed the kitten to a live python. What? Yeah. And you can see him with a Santa hat. Was I mean, he had to have thought this out. He was wearing a Santa hat knowing that he was releasing this in December. Yeah. Okay. The Beta Project then put out a video asking the whole world to be on the lookout for Magnata and asking them to turn him in if they saw him. He was in London at the time. They also put out an article asking for the sick fuck to be turned in. The article was put out by The Sun. He had the balls to go into the newspaper building and ask for a meeting. During that meeting, and and some of this is recorded too, Mm -hmm. he's telling them, it's not me. I'm being framed. It's one of my fans. I have no what words. What fans, though? I have no words. So One of your, your fans or one of your fake fans that's actually you creating a fake page, yeah. pretending to be a fan of you, and your uneven eyebrows. Correct. What so, she said. The day after he gave him this load of shit, he wrote a letter to the newspaper of The Sun. I am quoting this because I can't take any of this out. This is, hold on. So this is such classic serial killer behavior because even though he hasn't killed a human being at this point, he's like skipping ahead and he's like, I'm going to get ahead of this and I'm going to write to the newspaper. Uh Like usually they wait until after the Mm -hmm. fact, but sure. Okay. So this is a letter that he wrote to the son. It says, it's fun watching people work so hard at gathering all the evidence than not being able to name me or catch me. You, I always win. I always hold the trump card, and I will continue to make more movies. Next time you hear from me, it will be in a movie I'm producing that will have some humans in it, not just pussies. What? Yeah. Did he sign this letter as who he was? Yes. Okay, so So I'm confused. (laughs) So you go in and you say that you're being framed by one of your fake fan accounts, but then you write a letter saying, I did it and I'm going to do it again. Yep. And I'm going to get worse. Yeah. I'm going bigger. And this is, I think, because he knew that the son or whoever met with him knew that he was 
giving them a load of shit and that he was lying. Like, hey, it doesn't make sense. Why would someone frame you of such an awful thing? Also, you have no fans. (laughs) (laughs) No fans can frame you if you have no fans, sir. So you're framing yourself. (laughs) This is really basic. You so, need fans to have fans frame you. For them to frame you. <laughs> also, you need to do something worth having fans over. <laughs> I don't understand. I mean, seriously, at this point, he's done nothing that has gotten any fan points. You've, like, done, you've literally done nothing. So Less talented than Kim Kardashian. Although, I love oh her. So, so don't come for me, because I'm fine with the Kardashians and Jenners. But also, if you hate them, don't come for me either. <laughs> The London police were notified of this, but said that this was out of their jurisdiction. Okay, so I know. whose jurisdiction was it? <laughs> Does this fall into no man's well, land? Well, because he's just in London at this point, vacationing, but this all happened Casual. in Canada. While and he's living in LA? Also, Canada's that way, not that way. Well, they can't see where you're pointing, okay. so that doesn't so. really matter. <laughs> Because none of the authorities were doing anything about it because of the animal mistreatment, the Facebook page that Ryan Boyle started took matters into their own hands and started building the case themselves. This is a cyber vigilante group. Yes. Okay, got it. So I'm giving all the credit to this man named Ryan Boyle because I'm sure it's hard to admin a page and also with 4,000 people that are telling you, look at this, look at this, look at this. Right. So this is And without is where, him like actually being willing to put in the work. So they were trying, their goal was to put as much evidence together that it just couldn't be ignored. Right. Saying, okay, authorities, here's everything. His face isn't in it, but really you can't ignore all this. Right, but also we have pictures of him holding the exact same cats. That's that's like a little sand, a little piece of sand in all of this. So, yes, they started building a case, and this is one of the coolest things that I've ever seen happen in the internet. And what they did is they dissected the fuck out of the pictures that had he had already posted on social media. Okay. They were looking at the pictures from all his platforms Mm -hmm. side by side with the videos that were posted from the kittens. So three videos in total. Okay. And these people, let me tell you, when I saw this, I was like, hell yeah. Yes. Get it. (laughs) They did stuff like match the coat that he was wearing in one of the videos to a picture that he innocently posted on his Facebook. I'm just going to say Facebook, but I don't know if it was exactly that. So it was a very puffy nice coat. Space. It was very distinct. You can, it was probably on my space. So, <laughs> so that's one thing. So you're like, oh, okay, a coat. So then another thing was the couch that he was sitting on. And this was just from a shot in the videos that happened to like sweep over, you know, catch a glimpse of the couch. They freeze framed it and were matching it to pictures on his Facebook Killing page. Killing it. And another one was they saw a chair that had a very distinct backing to it. Mm-hmm. It was wood. And they caught this on the Python video. And again, it's one of those things that I'm sure he did not even notice that was in the video. Right. And it he's ha- not smart. He's not smart. Also, his chihuahua, which will come into play later. <sighs> I hate 
He had innocently posted a picture of his chihuahua on one of his platforms, and that chair that was in the video was in that. They put this video together, and just like I'm explaining to you, they're like, Basically freeze frame, freeze frame, work. here's an arrow. They did their yeah. own detective work, and they handed this over to the police, to the authorities. At this point, they had spent 18 months since the first video investigating and trying to figure out exactly who it is, even though he'd already given himself away. But there was nothing else to pin him on because he was like, I don't know, it was one of my fans. So, the SPCA... <laughs> I don't know, one of my fans. I don't know. So, so many famous. of them. There's like 40 fans that it could be. 40, I know. I have 40 fans. And his grandma. Uh, just kidding. I don't know if his grandma even <laughs> No, she was pages. brutal. She's not <laughs> she his fan. brutal. That's probably why she was so mean to him. <laughs> I'm not a fan of you, Luca, or whatever your name is. So, the SPCA in Montreal was informed that they needed help looking for this individual. The Montreal police said that they still didn't have enough. The SPCA asked for a warrant, and the warrant was denied. So then this video that at first they had kept quiet because yeah. they wanted to hand it sort of to the police, they just started blasting it all over the internet. Good. Because if you can't get what you want, you take matters in your own hands. Yes. At this point, he started promoting a new video where there was a drawing of a man in a purple hoodie leaning over holding an ice pick. Oh, no. With the title, One Lunatic, One Ice Pick. And I'm sorry, guys. This is my first podcast. I don't know if I told you that there was also a title to the kitty video. You did not, but so sure, make it searchable for him. <laughs> One boy, two kittens. It's this. Oh, yeah. Oh my <laughs> He's really creative. It's like, oh. He's really creative. It's like he watched Two Girls, One Cup and basically <laughs> built like, it off. What else can I Don't do? Don't Google that, Mom. Don't Google that video. <laughs> Don't you do it. You I haven't do, even watched it. You're the first it. person in like over 15 years. I haven't years. even watched it. I just know what it's about. In Nobody the out there Google it. <laughs> But it's like he took that title and he was like, how many different versions can I make of this? He's so, so creative. I mean, so he named this one, the, well, this advertising that he was putting out, One Lunatic, One Ice Pick. And it's believed that he made a profile to ask, where can I find this video? I've been looking for it for weeks. So he used one of the fake profiles. Oh my, one of his fans. To go and self-promote this video. Sorry, it's so dumb. I've been looking for this video for weeks. It's only been posted for 48 hours, but I've been looking for it for weeks. I've heard the word on the street. The buzz is... Okay, this is where... Okay, shit gets crazy. So, this is where it gets crazy? Well, let me tell you. Okay, so I'm going to tell you about the victim. Obviously, there's a victim. Otherwise, we wouldn't be here talking about this. But it's not just um, the cat. Besides the kitties. This is the part where I'm going to tell you as much as I know about the victim. His okay. name was Lynn June. Okay. And he arrived in July of 2011 to Canada as an international student from China. Okay. He was attending university there. He was pursuing a degree in computer science. 
Really smart guy. Good for him. He was 33 years old at the time that all of this happens. Okay. His mom said, you know, later that she was already worried about him being by himself in such a big city. And there is videos that the mom has shared that he would just walk around town and take little videos like, oh, look, mom, you know, look at the city with me. That's so, so nice. He walked around doing that to show that he was in a safe place. Yeah. Okay. So That's Lynn really nice. had only been in Montreal for less than a year. And according to people that knew him, he was eager to make new friends as someone would in a brand new place. Right. On May 24th, Lynn did not show up to work, and the co-workers, his friends, were immediately worried because this was not like him. Right. At all. Well, no, he sounds like a responsible person. He definitely, of all things, would definitely not be a no-call, no-show to work. Right. Responsible, takes care of his, so... One of his friends, the morning, the first day that they're like, we can't find him... Even called his mom in China that same day. And the mom... Went on high alert. Was like, I haven't heard from him. I just got goosebumps. (laughs) And she said she immediately had a bad feeling. You know, because it's... It was more than bones off, slept in. It was way more than that at that point. Right. So, leading up to May 24th, Magnata had put up a Craigslist post trying to find someone that would be interested in sex and bondage. Lynn responded to the message, and the two met up on the night of May 24th, 2012. Nothing has been released of the messages. Okay. So I don't know what was consented to or what was talked about. There is footage of the two of them walking into Magnata's apartment building. And... Again, these are all videos that are available online. They're, you know, no one's forcefully holding the other. They're both walking leisurely. It almost looks like one of them's holding a dinner, like a bag with dinner in it. So okay. they're just going up to their apartment, going to go do their thing. Still light bondage. Little, you know, little handcuffs, little whipping. I don't know. So whatever you do in the privacy of your own you know, home under consent. Correct. Okay. That's what... They looked like they were doing. They're just walking in. It was late that night. Unknowingly, that was the last time that Lynn would be seen alive. Okay. The details of the night leading up to the video are not known. So Leading up to the video of them walking up to the apartment? No, sorry. The video that's posted the next day. Oh, my God. This is such foreshadowing. I can't handle it. Okay. All right, so, hit me. On May 25th. I'm, like, really stressed. (laughs) On the the morning of May 25th. One of his fans. (laughs) Posted a video. I've been looking up for this video for weeks. I mean, so on the morning of May 25th, there was a video uploaded to bestgore.com. I'll get into the details of the video here in just a second. Oh, God. Okay. Um, May 26th, a lawyer in Montana, Roger Renville sees the video on the internet. He waits a day because the video is just so unbelievable. He reports it to U.S. and Canadian authorities, but they both dismiss it as fake. 
It's so uh, absurd. The details of this are going to blow your there's mind. There's part of me that, like, wants to criticize his poor judgment of that. But when you have multiple people that are apparently making the same bad decision in this context, like, I, you can't and, even blame one person And people of authority. I mean, if I'd have seen this video without knowing any of the context... Did you watch just this? Been... Yes. yes. Oh, of course you did. Oh, my so, gosh. You guys, don't go watching the things that Bettina watches, okay? No. Just... Let her watch the things and live in that and I'll scary tell you all world about it. and she'll just tell you so you don't have to have it seared into your memory. That's correct. On May 29th, the janitor of the building that Magnata lived in said that he had been walking by something in the trash cans that just smelled awful. But it wasn't until the fourth day of him walking past it because the smell was just so unbearable. Because at first he just thought, oh, it's trash. But as the smell developed, he realized it was coming from a very specific place. There was a suitcase. Oh, God. He found a limbless torso. Uh-oh. Okay. Guys, I wish, like, I really wish that you could see my body language right now because, like, I have curled up into a ball yes, in this have. chair. I'm, like, literally, like, knees to chest. So stressed about yeah. this. Oh, my God. It's giving me such anxiety. Okay, so, so suitcase... Limbless torso. Does it? Ha does he have a? I I so don't I'll, really I'll, want to I'll know. But does he too. have a head? Or are you gonna tell quick, me later? I'll okay. tell you later. He a quick check of the cameras from the apartment footage showed that Lynn had been with Luca, because of course they didn't know where to search for missing Lynn at this point. Yeah. They saw Magnata putting the suitcase by the trash or the place Magnata where or dumped. one of his fans. <laughs> You know, okay. So it's so weird. They all look alike. I don't. I didn't put this down. This down in my notes, but there's the the footage of him after the crime took place. He came in and out so many times because he went and bought the suitcase. It wasn't something that he had already in his apartment. He deliberately went and bought the suitcase to dispose of the torso. Oh my god! And he just kept going back and forth. To do things, there's only footage of him in the apartment, or coming in and out of the apartment complex, so the weird thing is, is that when you see them walking in, yeah. Lynn is wearing a bright yellow shirt, Yeah. and the first time that you see Magnata coming out no. of, yes, he's wearing, he's the, wearing the same the shirt. yellow oh shirt. Oh my gosh, how? Oh, so... Ugh. I have so many more questions, but oh well, let me I see if I can like answer them. them for me. <laughs> so, by the time that they check the video and they're like, "Oh, he was the one that put the suitcase there. Let's yeah. go check his apartment." He didn't even bother cleaning up anything. He, they found his apartment a complete crime scene. Like nothing was cleaned up. There is pictures of a bloody mattress, bloody walls blood in the shower, blood everywhere. So they immediately know this is our crime scene. This is our main suspect. We've got to find him. Mind you, this was oh my gosh. May 30th. It really is really dumb. Okay. This is May 30th. So a day after the janitor reported, they're like, okay, the police name him as the prime suspect. I'm sorry. Okay. It's and late. they issue a warrant for his arrest. Because he's an idiot. And I'm not saying be smart when you do a crime, but he's an idiot. But be smart. He used his name 
to get a ticket out of the country. So on May 30th, when Montreal police name him as a prime suspect, he's already out of the country. He's already flown. He's uh, in Paris. So at that Casual. point, because they want him for such a heinous crime, Interpol gets involved. So there's a whole manhunt going on for this man. Okay. On May 31st, and this is all happening so fast, Magnata hops on a plane, or sorry, on a bus from Paris to Berlin. The, on June 1st, the day after he rode to Berlin, the torso is positively identified of that as Lynn. On June 4th, the police in Berlin are tipped off that Luca is at an internet cafe. And they get on it. They well, go in there. I hope so. There is video of, of them going in. These are like full swatted. Like they I are love that all of this thing. is like so documented by video. There's so many videos on it. I spent way too much time. So when they found him, guess what he was doing? Uploading a video? No, he was Googling himself and reading comments on the videos. Oh my gosh. Oh, probably reading the comments that he left. He's probably <laughs> reading his own fan comments. So he was searching for his his videos, his through his comments. He was googling himself like, for sure, and I know that there was pictures oh of himself God. on the screen when they apprehended him. There has to be like some type of narcissism disorder here. Uh, is that a thing? Oh yeah, you oh. can be a diagnosed narcissist. Oh. Yeah. Okay. So on June fifth, so the day after he was apprehended, two schools in Vancouver receive packages no 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 two schools that contained oh i just got chills oh, one God. of his hands no and the other one was a foot no why the schools why the schools don't no don't bring children into this and they were postal boxes and they were stuffed with pink tissue paper and one of them had a handwritten note one of the notes was a poem. Okay. <laughs> oh, Lord. This is terrible. So, I hate... Okay, hold. I hate when they do stuff like this. When you write poems, when you write letters... Who do they think they are? Honestly. This reminds me of... BTK. Like Dennis. <laughs> Fucking Dennis, dude. So, okay. So, this is what the poem said. And I say poem because... That's what the media is calling it, but I've seen better poems written by seven-year-olds. For sure. <laughs> Roses are red. Oh, Lord. <laughs> Violets are blue. Oh, God. The police will need dental records to identify you. Bitch. <laughs> Bitch. And this is written on a pink sticky note. It, it, it's just, it's terrible. Like, no snaps for you. No, um, you ripped off somebody else's <laughs> poem. He's like, you're not even an original, bro. So, that is one of the notes that he wrote. Luca is extradited to Canada on June 18th. Okay, I will say this. The packages weren't open. because, Or maybe they were open. Not Sorry, by I the school. I don't think it was by the school. Right, because at that point, one of the... Parliament's offices had received a package with the other hand. 
So they knew not to open not it. to open these. Okay. Nonetheless, they received it. What? Like, why the schools? So there is a theory out there Tell that me. I guess. Oh God, this is such a weird theory that even when I looked into it a little bit more, he thought. I think he was he was paranoid about the government following him, or putting a, like bugs on him okay. and having someone tell him. Okay. And he thought that Lynn might have been one of the spies. Okay. So that's why he sent one of his body pieces to the government saying, here's a piece of him back. Um, I, yeah, I'm not sure about that one. So the note that he wrote to the government official was, Stephen Harper and Lauren Teske will know who this is. They fucked up big time. Who's that? So those are people that are part of the parliament. But why them specifically? I don't know. There's no mention of them, like... Anywhere in this story. Right, no. Those are just random people. Well, they're public figures. Right, random members. But, like, what did they do specifically that he's deemed... Nothing that's noted. That's very strange. So I don't know why he sent it to them, but he was, so <laughs> he was giving it back to the government, That's if wild. that makes sense. So, I would be like, nah, nah, bro, you can you can keep that little <laughs> gift. Return to sender. Swerve. So. <laughs> <laughs> um, and on July, okay, so on June eighteenth, he was extradited back to Canada. Canada spent over three hundred seventy-five thousand dollars to extradite him back from Berlin. In of course, because it was national interest, they wanted him back, um, right. needed him back, so he can be prosecuted. The Montreal PD discovered Lynn's skull in a park. I, I know. What? I know. So how it, does he manage to get all of these body parts all around without anybody well, noticing? The the ins and outs of him going out that night of like the twenty fourth in the morning of the twenty fifth. Where you said he was back and forth he so was many back times. And forth. That was probably him carrying out body parts and either going to the post office and getting the boxes. He eventually gets charged for misusing the postal service. Oh, <laughs> For indecent stuff. I feel like that's the least That's of the least concern. charge. No, of course. So. Like, sir. Do you want to get to the good part? By oh, good are part, we not there yet? Part? No, I'm going to tell you about what's in the video. Oh, God. I forgot about the video. Yep. Oh. Do so we have to? Best for last. Yeah, absolutely. Oh. This is why we're here. Did so, you watch this video, too? So, I watched it, and I just put my finger on the, on the time. On and the I tracker? Just, on the tracker, and I just, like. Blitzed it. Oh, absolutely. I, I didn't watch it. It's like a full 11 minutes, and I watched it in like maybe 10 seconds. So I was like, I couldn't I couldn't sit there and watch it. I was like, I can't live with myself watching that. Like, it's one thing to watch things on TV and watch a still picture. There is still pictures out there from the video that show him almost decapitated. Uh, oh, my gosh. I was, You know, I was but, telling somebody the other day, I, we were like, which one of you is more disturbed, you or Fatina? And I was like, I don't know. And then I started thinking about it. I was like, definitely Fatina. Clear winner. And exhibit A. <laughs> so, all right. So the video that was uploaded, the one lunatic, one ice pick, 
<laughs> what a terrible name. Oh my gosh. So this is actually the name of that video. Yes. This is what he named the video. I don't know if this is what he realized he was, he probably knew he was, this is what he was going to be known for. Like there is no going back. Oh my so, gosh. So in the video, it first shows a man and okay. So I buffed, I, you know, I scrolled through the video really fast. Right. I got the details from other sources because I, I, I almost, it's hard for me to say I couldn't stomach it, but I really, um, I just couldn't. So it first shows a man tied up to a bed. Okay. And knowing what we know that he was there consensually, at least maybe up to that point, that's normal. He's still alive. Okay. Then it cuts to a person who is no longer alive. So we don't know how he goes from being alive to not being alive. Yes. I mean, we do, but we it's do. not on the video. Right. Okay. The video lasts for an 11, uh, for a total of 11 minutes. Okay. And the video shows that the lifeless body is stabbed repeatedly with an ice pick and the body is dismembered with a knife. Ugh. Reportedly... The video shows that someone grabs a fork, because again, his face is not in this. Of course not. He, someone grabs a fork and the knife and cuts a piece out of his glutes and proceeds to eat it. No. Yeah. No. Oh my gosh, this is such a curveball. I wasn't prepared. Yep. And then his chihuahua... No, oh, 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 God, no, 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 that I mentioned earlier. Oh, no. Is seen walking into the room. Oh. And is allowed, I guess, you know, he didn't push him away or anything, allowed oh. to eat away at the body as well. Oh, my God. It's all on video. Oh. I picked some of these words very carefully because there was very crude descriptions of this online but he then took the limbless body and sodomized the torso and then with the dismembered hand no 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 he used it on himself oh my gosh oh my gosh this guy this is so sick yes very i wasn't ready sorry i wasn't ready for this we really should have, like, eased into something. I gave you <laughs> like, the full background before I, I got to the video. Ready. I wasn't ready. Like, but nothing could have prepared me for this. No, nothing Nothing could have. can prepare. Ugh. Ew. Yeah. The fact that, this is the part that really, really, really bothers me, is, like, not only did all of those things happen, but you put that on video, and this guy's poor family to know that this is out there, to know that this continues to be out there, that this is what people know of your son, who was a computer science... Smart guy. Smart. Super yeah, good looking guy. Yeah, I've seen like, while yeah. we've been sitting here, I've been, like, kind of Googling images and stuff like that. Yeah. And so, yeah, like, super good looking guy. And the fact that... This you, is how they... The this is how they're him. remembered. The parents have probably had to see this footage. They've probably seen the pictures that they would have to deal with that and try and comprehend what happened to their son that they thought they were sending to Canada to get more cultured. I can't wrap my head around this one. That's a big one. He did stuff that is beyond just taking someone's life. 
Like, it's one thing to take someone's life. I, this goes beyond so many levels I it's didn't like, even know existed. It's one thing to do this. It's another thing... It's another... It's one thing to kill somebody. It's another yeah. thing to do what you've done with the body and use the Like, parts. obviously, this use... wasn't a passion thing. This wasn't the heat no. of the moment. It's some sick, Not sick and twisted sex game to you. Yeah, this definitely seems thought out. And then to... But, like... The cream of the crop here is, like, not only did you do all these things, but then you filmed it. So now yes. there's this permanent image seared into people's brains. Because it's not just being described through court transcripts or everything. This was seen by the world before even... Cops even thought it was fake when it was reported by that lawyer in <sighs> Montana. Okay. There's so many things wrong with this. <sighs> so... This is completely into a whole other world that I don't think we would even I, begin to understand. Well, and the thing is, is like I can't think that this was his first time out. Like you don't graduate from kittens to this kind of sick and twisted without something happening in between. I don't think this was his first time. Well, I mean, he hasn't been convicted of anything else. He hasn't even been seen as a suspect in anything else like this. I don't buy I mean, it. Well, let's go to Canada. <laughs> <laughs> Cold cases, bring yeah. it on. Let's. Ooh, I didn't even think to look into that because you're yeah. right. This is something that this is so escalated that I just I can't think because that this you can see the pictures. Time. He's not a big guy that could totally right. overtake someone. I mean, that being said, like the way he treated like the crime scene and everything like that is amateur hour a hundred percent. But it's just like it seems like such a serious jump. Mm-hmm. Yeah. How like how do you go from just a regular? Well, I don't even want to say regular, but how do you go from just a guy sure. that mistreats animals to... Right, from just a, a weird individual to... Yeah. Yeah. He totally just crossed the line. The deep end. He crossed from sick and twisted to sadistic, and there was, like, no in-between there. Okay, Ugh. so he was convicted of all his charges... He, I should hope so. <laughs> so he was, he, he admitted to it. Obviously there's no, even though his face was on it. I mean, his apartment, it, yeah. So yeah, there was no, was there was there. no, you know, backpedaling from there. Uh, so he admitted to it, but blamed it on his, his fans. Il- no. <laughs> <laughs> he blamed it on his illness, but. What illness um, is that again? The. Paranoid schizophrenic. Okay. Yeah. I'm going to fast forward a little bit. He's in prison. Uh, currently? He got, he got life. Yes, he's okay. currently in prison. Um, life without parole, do we know? Yes. Okay. He went... So, now that he's in prison, just a little, little update on his life. Tell he's, me how Luca's doing. He's currently on a matchmaking website for prisoners called Canadian Inmates Connect, Inc., where he's reportedly looking for his Prince Charming. So, you did say he was bisexual at the beginning of this, right? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Is that not the case at this point? He's not even entertaining the idea of women? Well, he's in an all-male prison, so he does not have a choice. Good point. Okay. Touche. The choice was made for him. I mean, he made a choice in all of this, but... Yeah, there's a couple of things that I wish I there was more information on. I'd like to know what the exchange was at the Craigslist ad at first. Yeah, I'd love I would to too. see that. 
but I, at the same time, like, I'm kind of glad that they're keeping it from the public if it in some way would blame that's true. The victim in any way that right. like it would put any type of that responsibility from the public on him. Yeah. Because whether or not that's actually like the case is, you know, public judgment can be pretty cruel. So yeah, there's that piece of it. Something that I did see in the news reports was that his dad came down for the criminal proceedings of this. Dad's completely. That's I was looking shattered. at the pictures of the yeah. um, of him before he everything happened to him, and they showed pictures of his dad on there, and his yeah. dad just looks. And that's what made me think of like what that must be like for a parent to even try and begin to comprehend and deal with. Like, well, I can't imagine. I don't know how you come back. How from much that. had to get processed by the parents? Your son goes missing. Immediately, they know something's wrong. Then they find this torso. A day later, they identify it. Mm-hmm. But here's what I was thinking: Did the parents even know that he was bisexual or curious or seeing men? I'll... And the parents were probably like, "Who the hell is this guy? Why was he with a guy?" And like you said, the video and the details are all out there, so yeah. they know what happened to him right. for his body. Right. That's a that's so a lot to, to process. process as a parent. Not only are you so processing much. what happened to your son, but you're coming to terms with the fact that maybe you didn't even know your son. That he was leading right. a life that you didn't even really know right. and that he was keeping secret from you. Like, that would just be so much to try and even come to grips with. And then immediately have to think about, yeah. and I ha- there's all these arrangements and coming down and there's just criminal thing. Yeah, there's a lot, and you feel super bad for the family that they had to deal with all this, and it's such a public know. forum. I, I literally don't know how you even begin to pick up the pieces and try yeah. and get back to a new normal after that. And that would just be shattering to something me, Something so public. I will say that there wasn't much noted from Luca's family after the fact. Well, I would think <laughs> well, not. <laughs> Grandma's like... <laughs> I, I knew hated there was that something kid. weird. <laughs> don't let me take responsibility for him. I don't regret being brutal. So they, the one of the interviews that is uh, seen a lot is from one of his early on girlfriends that he had. Right. And she just repeats, you know, what everyone else is saying. I knew he was weird. I did obviously. He never talked about having any ideas like this. You know killing eating someone so right he doesn't say why he did it he never explains it really other than you know this weird theory like he thought that he was being followed by Lynn so that's it that's the story of Luca Magnata his fans and his fans fans. so his fans his 41 fans Oh, I, like, can't even, like... Sorry, I'm laughing. I'm laughing because of the fans thing, but at the same time, I feel like I have to laugh because I'm so bothered by this one. It's... You have to I wasn't prepared. <laughs> yeah, I have to drive all the way home. Thanks. You're welcome. This is why I asked to do these ones in the morning. <laughs> it's almost 10 o'clock at night. I am not an early bird. Let me tell I'm you. I'm not either, but, like, I can't handle this kind of... I don't even know. Be safe, you guys. All right. Thank you for oh, going on that roller coaster with us. That was a lot. I feel like that was such a 
intense first episode. And now I'm like sitting here like, what in the world did I just sign up for? <laughs> well, this, we're this in is it. What you're we are for. in it. We don't know what we're talking about next week. Next week is Mackenzie's. Next week is mine, and I still have not settled on a topic yet. But any suggestions would be great. I will have decided on that by the time you get okay. suggestions. Uh, but still, still go ahead and leave suggestions. Um, as far as like social media, you guys can find us on Instagram at a stranger danger podcast. You can email us at a stranger danger podcast at gmail.com. And our Facebook page is Stranger Danger, a true crime podcast. And thanks again. If you have listened to this entire thing, you're a writer. Stay safe and beware of strangers who post Craigslist ads offering light bondage. See you next week for more conspiring. Bye. Bye bye now. <laughs>